Hey, Story Pillar friends. It's me, Meg. We're lucky enough to have two special guests today, Kristen and Asher from Culture Kids Podcast. Grown-ups, if you're looking for a fun way for your family to learn about the world and the amazing cultures in it, you should definitely give Culture Kids a listen. Here are Kristen and Asher with all you need to know. Culture Kids. We are a family podcast dedicated to empowering a generation of kind and empathetic innovators and community leaders. Join us as we learn about different cultures and geography from all over the world to celebrate our differences. From blacks on beaches in El Salvador, Lobos in Fiji, K-pop, and exploring American cities. You'll have your passport to a global citizenship in no time. It's time to expand our minds and our hearts and become globetrotting explorers right where we are. So what are you waiting for? Let's go! I love you. Okay, ready for the show? Hey, I'm so happy you're back. I'm Meg, a human person. Beep, beep. Uh, that's Sneak. He's a caterpillar with red sneakers, but it looks like he dressed up for Halloween early. Um, are you some kind of giant slice of alien cheese? Beep, boop, boop, bop, bop. He's a slice of mutant zombie alien pizza for some reason. Like my green crust. Mom's even helped me sew tiny, whiny, itty-bitty little felt pepperonis to my sneaks. See? I mean, boop ba 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 beep Got it. Um, but what's wrong with Sparky? Is she dressed as a pizza box? Yeah, an alien pizza box. But I'm not exactly sure what's wrong. Uh, she's been doing that ever since Sneak put on his costume. Hmm, well, let's finish introductions and maybe we can figure out what's upsetting her during the check-in. Poor Sparky. Okay, hey. I'm Bean. I'm a butterfly. Uh, I wear a yellow hat. And for Halloween, I'm going to be a butterfly that wears a yellow hat. <laughs> and now that you know who we are, this is Story, Story Pillar. Pillar. Beep, beep, pop, boop, boop. <laughs> around the world We're Sneak and be leading the way Go Story Pillar We're in this together No stopping us full speed ahead Go Story Pillar Shake it up a little Make cloudy skies brighter with friends ooh, ooh, ooh. Hey everyone Welcome to the sixth episode of Season 2 of Story Pillar. This is a podcast where we tackle sticky situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up advice from you, our listeners. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, I didn't quite catch that one. Oh, look, a mutant zombie alien pizza translator that I just happened to make in the last 30 seconds. Here you go. (gasps) 
Holy Mutant Marshmallow Meatloaf. You're a beanie weenie genius. Ew, don't call me that, but you're welcome. <laughs> okay, let's check in with our listeners. Oh, and Sparky, and find out what sticky situation we're tackling this week. Listeners, how are you feeling today? Wow, that was even more intense than usual. You got that right, my little night white. I heard excited, wiggly, bouncy, pretending to be spaghetti. Oh, I'm good at that one. Oh, wiggle, 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 wiggle. Sneak. <laughs> anyway, I think everyone's hyped up for Halloween tomorrow. Oh, and if you're not familiar with that holiday, that's when kids in the U.S. dress up like monsters or animals or, I don't know, vacuum cleaners or something. Um, and they go door to door asking for candy, beautiful glittering sugary mountains of candy. <gasps> Halloween is the best day in the history of the galactic. Uh, hold on, Sneak. Sparky's right. Think about it for a second. Huge crowds of people all dressed up in strange costumes can be pretty overwhelming if you're half the size of everyone around you. You can say that again, you little red hen. Yeah, I heard one listener say that they're feeling scared, um, and I think that might be how Sparky's feeling too. <laughs> Sparky Warky Parky, are you feeling scared? My poor little giant chicken alien pizza boxy wuxy soxy. Oh, poor Sparky. But I do think we have our sticky situation for this week. What do you do to feel better when you're feeling scared? Well, slap my sparkly little spaceship. It's story time! <laughs> yep, this week we're traveling to South Korea, a country in Asia that's southeast of China and North Korea and surrounded by the Yellow Sea to the west and the Sea of Japan to the east. It's covered in mountains, and the highest, Mount Hulasan, towers over 6,000 feet or 2,000 meters. That's like five Empire State Buildings stacked on top of each other, for those of you familiar with New York City. It's a country known for K-pop, or Korean popular music, and delicious foods like kimchi and taibi, or Korean barbecue. But South Korea also has a quirkier side, like Mr. Toilet House, a museum in the city of Suwon that's shaped like a gigantic toilet. <gasps> a gigantamongous toilet slash museum? That's flash-tastorific! Oh, and another cool thing about South Korea is that they have musk deer, which are these amazing nocturnal deer with fangs that kind of look like a baby deer, a kangaroo, and a bunny got stuck in a blender with a vampire, but without getting chopped up into a gusillion pieces. <laughs> I talked all about it on last week's sneak attack. Which you should totally listen to 90 Gusplillion times if you haven't already. <laughs> I will. Okay, before we start the story, my friend Kristen from Culture Kids Podcast is going to help us with our Korean greeting today. Ready? So in South Korea, if you are saying hello to a friend, you can say, Annyeong. Again, that's Annyeong. Wanna try? Annyeong. Annyeong. Yep, listeners, your turn. Kristen would be so proud. Okay, rocket time sneak. Buckle your broccolis, everybody. 
and countdown. Three, two, one. Chubu, a sneezy ghost story by Courtney Lewis, adapted from The Grateful Ghost, a Korean folktale. Chubu! Spring was Tuli's least favorite season. She had allergies. You probably didn't know ghosts have allergies, but some do. And a chubu is how most ghosts sneeze. The mountain forest where Tuli lived was lush and green in the spring, with new leaves covering the trees and vines just starting to snake along the ground. And there was pollen. So much pollen. Boo! The microscopic particles had been drifting from the flowers and the trees right into her nostrils, and Turi had been blowing and sneezing and dripping so much that her nose was bright red and raw. Whoever heard of a ghost with a red nose? She had no choice but to blow her nose on scratchy leaves, but she had seen humans using feather light white squares. They called them tissues, and she could only imagine the pillowy softness against her tender ghost skin. She was hoping to get a hold of some of these magical tissues, but she didn't even have a lot of ghost friends. And talk to a human? She'd rather eat a wiggly silkworm. But she could just not deal with her blazing nose for a second longer. So she flitted between the tree branches, careful not to disturb any birds, until she neared the path that ran along the edge of the forest. Soon, a boy walked unsuspectingly toward her. But by the time Tootie fidgeted and took a few deep breaths, it was too late. Pillowy softness, pillowy softness, she whispered and willed herself to float after him. Then she felt a familiar twinge in her nose, Uh and then a much stronger twinge, and then one of her big Biggest sneezes ever exploded out of her nose and mouth. The boy left a foot in the air before running the rest of the way home without a single glance back. Tully sighed and decided that next time she'd try a more direct approach. So when Mrs. Cho, a teacher in town, strolled by a little while later, she gathered her courage and swooped right out in front of her. But apparently, a small shimmery white being with a red nose popping out of the forest is uh, alarming. Mrs. Cho screeched, then sprinted back the way she came before Tully could even get a word out. Tully sighed and sneezed. Ara was distracted as she meandered down the path. This was the first spring after her 12th birthday, and that meant she would very soon be expected to complete a family tradition she wasn't so sure she was ready for. That's why she didn't notice Turi hesitantly hover her way until the sneezy little ghost was right in front of her face. Ara froze, <gasps> jolting back to the present. Turi tried to hold back a sneeze, but it escaped in a high-pitched squeak. Achoo! 
Kara giggled. <laughs> Excuse me, Tuli said apologetically. I have allergies. Really? Me too. Tuli's heart skipped a beat. She knew this was her big chance. Does that mean that you keep tissues in your backpack? She asked hopefully. Ara had never seen a ghost before, and she was pretty sure she was supposed to be scared. But this ghost seemed friendly enough, and how could she not empathize with a fellow allergy sufferer? She smiled, unzipped her purple knapsack, and pulled out a pack of soft, fluffy, heavenly whiteness. <gasps> Wide-eyed, Tuli delicately took a tissue and relished the gentle feeling against her nose as she blew. <laughs> Ara had never seen someone so happy to blow her nose. She handed over the pack to a delighted Tuli, but didn't stop there. She reached into her bag again and offered one of the allergy pills that kept her from constantly sneezing in the spring. Tuli was amazed. <gasps> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you! She squealed, then tagged along as her new friend, her new human friend, explained what she had been worrying about before nearly smacking into her. On Saturday, Ara would hike to Kunsan Overlook and its spectacular view of the majestic Sobe Mountains. There, she would leave an offering for the Kunshin, or guardian spirit of the mountains, and carve her name into the Overlook signpost. That all sounded just fine, but the part that was making her the most anxious on this trip was that she'd be going without her family for the first time. Tuli nodded sympathetically. She knew hiking was a national pastime, she often saw humans with backpacks and wide-brimmed hats sauntering down the trails that crisscrossed the woods and wound to the top of the mountains. She didn't really get it, since she could easily float all over the forest, down into the valley, or all the way up to the highest peak. But humans seemed to really like it, and she could tell this was a big deal for Ara. She also knew, from very recent experience, that doing things on your own for the first time was hard and scary. My grandpa did it after he turned 12, Ara said, and my mom did it, and so did my big sister Jay. She trailed off as her tummy did a somersault. But without my mom? Or my grandpa or my sister? Uh, she gulped. What if I accidentally take the wrong trail? Or, or I'm all by myself and I get startled by a- A ghost with a red nose? Tuli interrupted. Ara paused and then smiled sheepishly. Yeah, okay. I guess there couldn't be anything more surprising than that. Jibu! <laughs> <laughs> uh, That Saturday, Ara stepped out of her family's cozy stone house and waved goodbye with only a little hesitation. She wore her sturdy gray hiking boots, the new red hat her mom had given her, and her purple backpack filled with snacks and water. Her grandpa had slid his pocket knife into the small side pouch of her pack before giving her an encouraging smile and a fist bump for good luck. Ara set off, feeling her belly butterflies flutter awake. But when she got to the trailhead, Tuli whooshed out from the tree branches like an exuberant, slightly see-through bedsheet. Hey! Ara said, half surprised and all the way happy to see her. Ara, guess what? My nose has barely been running and look, it isn't so red today. Tuli gave a little skip of delight. Tissues really are the best invention ever. <laughs> well, maybe second best. She smiled and shook a little green bottle of allergy pills. Ara, feeling a little less nervous already, laughed. <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, since you were my allergy hero, it's my turn to help you. I float around these mountains and woods all the time, and I never get lost. Uh, okay, almost never, but I always find my way eventually. She nudged Ara's shoulder with her own. So I'll come with you, and you won't have anything to worry about. Ara almost couldn't believe the ghost's kindness. It's not like she'd given Tuli a big pile of money or all the candy she could carry. It was just a simple pack of tissues and allergy meds. Regardless, she was glad to have her unexpected new friend by her side as she set off on her quest. The unlikely pair hiked, while Ara hiked and Huli glided, up the sun-splashed trail past mighty oak trees, chirping birds, and colorful wildflowers. About halfway there, Ara heard a rustling in the near distance, and her heart nearly leapt out of her ears. She froze, and after a few yards, heard it again. Small branches snapped, and her eyes grew as big as donuts as she glanced at Turi, who shrugged and shook her head. And just when the friends were sure a fierce wolf would spring from the thick greenery and rip them to pieces, out tumbled an adorable leopard cat, not much bigger than a pet cat. The spotted creature batted at an insect and then pranced across the trail and out of sight. Oh, they're the cutest, Turi cooed. As Ara nodded and let out a breath she didn't realize she'd been holding. <sighs> Soon, they reached the overlook. Ara gently took out a small container of white magnolia petals and tossed them in the air, allowing the mountain breeze to carry them up to the kunshin. Then, she grabbed her grandpa's knife, carefully unfolding the shiny silver blade from the wooden handle, and proudly carved her name into the wooden signpost. Ar. She took a step back, then gazed across the valley and up at the towering mountain peaks, a huge grin spreading across her face. I did it! (laughs) After a long, triumphant moment, the two friends sat on a flat rock and shared snacks. Yes. Ghosts like snacks, too, and took turns listing all the things they were allergic to. Oh, so cat hair, dog hair, hair hair. (laughs) They laughed until their stomachs hurt and then laughed some more before turning and following the setting sun back down the mountain. Ara held her head high, not feeling the least bit afraid. And Tuli, of course, led the way, glowing even more brightly than usual and without a single achibu all the way home. The end. So, what did you think? It was tissue-tastic! Ooh, maybe next Halloween I can be a super galactic space warrior tissue box! And Sparky can be a bottle of hand sanitizer! If she's up for it, poor thing. Any ideas for helping her feel less scared on Halloween? Personally, I think this story had a ton of unstick tricks. Really? Like what? Well, Turi was really afraid of talking to humans. A ghost afraid of humans? Now you're just pulling my dinky little pinky. Sneak. 
Anyway, she gave herself a pep talk and focused on actually getting what she wanted. Yeah, but Rooney Tooney, not having to wipe her delicate little ghost nose on scratchy wedgy leaf tissues. Yeah, and she like actually found someone who didn't run away the millisecond they saw her. Exactly. Wacka dootly bootly. Ara was all like, I think I should be screaming my eyeballs off right now, but you look like a fluffy, wuffy, puffy marshmallow, and you sound like an exploding squeaky duck. Let's be best friends! Uh, kinda like that, but when Ara did her hike thingy, she also used an unstick trick from our very first episode, Little Monkey's Big Tiger, because, like, she found a friend to be brave with, even though technically she was supposed to do it alone. I agree. Okay, you're right, Bean. That was a lot. We've got give yourself a pep talk and focus on something positive and use your eyes and ears. If something doesn't actually look or sound scary, at least give it a chance. And last but not least, find someone to be brave with. Oh, but maybe don't like take medicine from random people. Yes, Good point, Bean. We should only ever take medicine from a trusted adult like our parents or a doctor. Roger that, unicorn cat. Now we get to hear even more unsticky trickies from our listeners. Holy jack-o'-lantern toenails. (laughs) Yep. Here are Asher from Culture Kids Podcast and our friend Bee with what they do when they're feeling scared. My name is Asher. Sometimes when I feel scared, I just go away and look at my Pokemon cards and get a blanket and pillow and cover my ears. Thanks, Asher Washer. (laughs) And our friend Bee, who's five years old, says that when she's feeling scared, she gives herself a hug and thinks of her mom and dad. So, my little giant chicken mutant pizza box, (laughs) do you think one of those might help you feel a little less scared on Halloween tomorrow? (laughs) Well, great gassy ghoul guts, that sounds like a yupper rooty toonie. (laughs) Thank you, Asher and Bee. Listeners, if you have an unstick trick you use when you're feeling scared, we'd love to hear about it. Send your grown-ups to storypillar.com slash unstitricks. Oh, and one more thing before we wrap this episode up. Tully, the sneezy ghost from today's story, actually appears in an episode of one of my favorite storytelling podcasts, What If World. Grown-ups, we put the link in the episode notes in case you and your kids are interested in finding out what Tully gets up to in What If World with Mr. Eric, Fred the Dog, and JF Cat. Okay, that's it. We finished our sixth episode of season two of Story Pillar. Well, tickle my toasty little tissues. Self high five. Blam! Now let's go get ourselves a mountain of candy. Uh, I don't think you need any more candy, Sneak, but let's go trick or treating anyway. <laughs> Okay, everyone, thanks for joining us. We'll have new full episodes every other Monday and mini episodes, <gasps> sneak attacks, and banometer checks in the weeks between. Grown ups, 
Don't forget to join our mailing list and subscribe, rate, and review our show wherever you love listening. And if your child has an unstick trick to share or just wants to say hi, check out storypillar.com. We were lucky enough to have a bunch of great people helping us out this week. So a few more shout outs than usual. First, as always, thank you to Andy Job and Susanna Bridges for their work on our theme song and to my personal beanie weenie, Courtney Lewis, who wrote our story. We love you. Thanks also to Neve McAuliffe for taking charge of our audio. And last but not least, a huge-tastic self-high-five for Kristen and Asher from Culture Kids Podcast. If you're curious about the world and all the amazing cultures in it, have your grown-ups check them out at culturekidspodcast.com. And grown-ups, don't forget to float your little ghost flashes on over to Instagram. Or just use your human eyeballs to look at Instagram. Floaty booty goat goat. Our handle is at sign story pillar. You can also follow Mackenzie Ellison, who does our awesome episode cover art at mkellisonart.com. Okay, ready to say goodbye? Bye. I love you. Bye. Come back next time if you want to. Bye, everyone. Remember, even though feeling scared is tough, there are lots of ways to feel better. Try giving yourself a pep talk, use your eyes and ears to measure how scary something actually is, or as B and Asher suggested, give yourself a hug and distract yourself with someone or something you love. Whatever you choose, you got this, and we'll be here cheering you on. Thank you.